We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings. Today we are talking golf, we are talking the business of golf, and the state of the PGA Tour at this very moment, but not really at this very moment, because you're watching this about two weeks after I've actually recorded the show, because I need some content for when I am moving and on vacation, and here it is. So I've decided to bring in, smash the like button by the way, and tell me your favorite story of the PGA Tour so far in 2021, sub to Mayo Media Network as well. But I want to bring in two people who have never met each other before. So I want to bring them together for the first time who just have a lot of business sense when it comes to both the state of golf, because they're both into golf, and the state of business, because they're, they're both successful businessmen. One, from TheRinger.com, he hosts a Taylor Swift podcast, but also the co-host of Fairway Roland <laughs> is Nathan Hubbard. And I hear you have some ties to the PGA Tour as well. <laughs> just a few. Just a few. Got a brother trying to make a birdie putt out there right now. Well, hopefully by the time this comes out, he's won this event. Let, let's hope so. And the other guest on the line right now, host of the Golflandia podcast, Matthew Wiley, fellow Canadian and slash American, I suppose. You have the dual citizenship, right? That's, I think that's the only thing I have on Nathan Hubbard. That's he's, not true. He's, he's kind of <laughs> owning me. He's got a brother in the PGA who's playing currently. I mean, he's so got thanks the- for having me on, Pat. Yeah, no problem. He's got he's got you beat on the Wi-Fi side right now. You're cutting in and out, Wiley. Get it together over there. Oh man. Uh, the thing I wanted to start off with, and uh, Nate, we'll start with you on it. Uh, the, the news came out that there's like a a new pool for like the ten most talked about players online. That's like forty million dollars, and it, I, I kind of went back and did some scouting on it because we had a rivalry with me and Feinberg on the show for ages. But I, he's just like Justin Rose, the biggest phony ever, and all this stuff. But if I, you go back and look at like when I, apparently the players were told about this, perfectly coincides with Justin Rose's like social media accounts, doing commercials, all of this <laughs> every stuff. every commercial. So I, I think that he just tried to make himself SEO viable to get in on some of this money. Yeah, you might be right. I mean, look, when you look back at 2019 at the list of guys who would have gotten paid, there's only 10 of them. But he he was on that list. Justin Rose was. So who knows? Yeah, He certainly has ramped it up lately. It does make all the criticism of Ricky Fowler look a little hollow at this point. Ricky knows what he's doing, doesn't he? Well, I mean, if Ricky is going to be playing on the Corn Ferry Tour in two years, uh, why does he still get eligibility for this? Uh, if, if Ricky's, well, you know, that's a, that's a distinct possibility, right? We thought it was theoretical. And then, uh, and then we realized that, Hey, Ricky may not have his card. No, he'll still get, he'll still get every sponsor invite that he can, that he can muster. But, uh, that's a direct reality of, of Ricky's game right now, for sure. I mean, but should, in terms of a I, I in terms of say, personality on tour, yeah. But who, like, who's, if you don't have personality, should they be talking to you to help them like create a bigger brand? 
Well, I mean, I mean, it's sometimes it's difficult because, you know, the, the DNA of, of golfers is a little more introverted, right? And I mean, there's, there's very few golfers who are, you know, I mean, Bryson, I mean, give Bryson all the crap you want, but I think he is a brilliant marketer. If you look at his Twitter no bio doubt. alone, if no you look doubt. at his Twitter bio alone, it doesn't even fit how many sponsors he has. So he's doing something right. Uh, and he certainly draws eyeballs, which golf needs. Um, I don't know if Billy Horschel is doing it from the opposite effect end of the spectrum right now, but they weren't really clear on Google metrics for getting part of this $40 million pool. Is it good search? Is it scandalous search? Yeah. Yeah. All these guys are going to start sex scandals just so that they, they can make $8 million from this, from this bonus pool. Start scandals. Yeah, exactly. Well, what, 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 what happens when Patrick Reed just all of a sudden I mean, decides the, like... The fights over... I was going to say, what, couldn't Reed just like pretend to cheat every third tournament and then he's the only person talked about? <laughs> well, his problem's going to be his Q rating, right? Because there's, there's a lot of these... There are some likability metrics within the 50 things that fall into this algorithm. So you're not going to be able to just go full Hulk Hogan heel and, and get uh, the money that you're looking for. Well, that's too bad. I'm just trying to think of who would actually be on this list, Wiley. Like, Bryson's definitely on it. Does Tiger still qualify? Like, Ricky and Spieth are yeah. most definitely on it. Yeah. Of, 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 of players who get the spotlight and would be probably sharing in this pool of money. Yeah. Um, who do people want to – I mean, Brooks, certainly people want to see. Uh, yeah. DJ, even though he's, he's not the most uh, largest personality, certainly. Um, I think I think some players are trying to make early attempts, and I was being serious about Billy Horschel. I mean, if you saw that little thing he did yesterday, pre-Zurich. So, I don't know. I mean, I think that this was – I said earlier on Twitter um, that the L in the Premier Golf L League or PGL standard for, stood for leverage, and I think a lot of the players uh, use the PGL to, to help facilitate this pool of money. Well, if we if we Which look, they at, rightfully should. Yeah, I mean, if we look at 2019, the list was Tiger, it was then Rory, then Brooks, then Phil, Ricky Fowler, Spieth, Thomas, Justin Rose, and Adam Scott. Right. So, like, it, first of all, 40 million dollars is not that much money for these guys. It feels yeah. a little light. But then, second of all, like, Adam Scott's out and Bryson is in. DJ's got to be in. Who's he going to bump? I, I don't understand how Justin Thomas could be a part of that list. Like, does anyone have Justin Thomas conversations besides, hey, he's really good? What, are these, what metrics are these? What is this, the ranking of? That's, that's uh, according to Golf Week, the simulated impact scores based okay. on sort of all, the, all those algorithms from 2019, they, they put the list together. And, and that was, those were the 10. Now, I mean, you know, there's going to be some changes. Thomas had some issues with his sponsors at the beginning of this year, but he's still in a lot of commercials. Ton. You know who's going to zoom up that list is uh, Will Zalatoris. Yeah. Well, that, guy, that guy draws a lot of eyeballs. Well, what about someone – I'm just trying to think of the level that you need to be at. Is it only going to be for superstars? Like, oh, Nate, uh, your brother's friends with, like, Max Homa, and Max Homa seems to yeah. be doing a pretty good job of at least digitally marketing himself. Like, he has one of the biggest followings of any golfer on the PGA Tour. He's now had two pretty huge wins, one at a very visible location at Riviera, but no one would consider him, like, a top 15 player at the world at this point. But is he the type of guy that could break into this list? I think when you – Put that together with his podcasts and the other digital initiatives, I, I think the answer is probably if he stays on the leaderboard. But it's going to be tough because there's a big part of this that is your camera time. And that is somewhat related to how you're playing, right? So guys who aren't on the, on the leaderboard in the most watched tournaments are going to struggle to break through here. But I do love I, the I think, idea of people paying like a bunch of server farms in India and bots to just randomly Google Bryson DeChambeau just so he can move up the list. Nate, I started it with Ben on, and that's, a, that's dead serious. <laughs> I just started Google searching Ben on about 35 times to see if I can get his score up. Um, I, I like Ben on, by the way. I think he's a good I do personality. Too. He's good on Twitter. I, I think Max Home. Yeah, very good. So is uh, see Max Homa. The thing about him is he's he's quite articulate and he's a great content writer and he's pretty funny. Yeah, and like he's like an Eddie Pepperell that way, who yeah. 
who also isn't really on the leaderboard a lot, but you really want to hear what he has to say. He's great in commercials. He's great on TV. Um, a guy like Beef, for instance, Beef uh, over on the Euro Tour, uh, obviously not a winner uh, uh, week to week, but still, still grabs attention. So it's, it's really interesting where this is going to go. And, you know, you mentioned Adam Scott, but guys like that, I mean, I've, I've, I've been told what his just his fuel budget a year to play golf on his private jet is. And I thought, man, is this, is this guy going to be anxious to go play at the, at the Genesis, spend all that money to bring his team, his plane, the expenses just to finish, you know, top 20. Um, some of these things just have to be, you know, calculated and factored in terms of reimbursement and in terms of how much money they're making and the majors too. I mean, look at the look at Augusta National and the Masters. These majors make a fortune off these guys. Yeah. So, I'm not against it at all. 40 million just seems small to me for these. For I, this I agree. But but it is an interesting counter to the PGL. I mean, I, if you're the PGL right now, I think you're sitting back going Oof, I just watched what happened to the European Soccer League. <laughs> and now they've added a bunch of bonus money that basically says to those top 10 guys, don't go anywhere. We're going to pay you as much as we possibly can. And this is just step one. You got to believe there's a few other programs that Rory's negotiating behind the scenes uh, with the commissioner to find ways to pay these guys to keep them from looking elsewhere. Is this why we've seen that? There P- was a theory tossed. Up- oh, go ahead, Wiley. What's, what's the theory? So I was, there was a theory. There was a theory tossed at me by a player who I, who, credibly, that 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 when I say it's the PGL and the L stand, stood for leverage, that it was intentional. If you do some walking back as to where the PGL or, origins came about, the they agents. needed a vehicle. Somebody, t- yeah, you needed a vehicle, and, and Phil was one of the original guys who said I would be happy to go over there. Uh, but you needed a vehicle to, to kind of put pr- – because the because the PGA is a monopoly, right? I mean, it's the greatest tour on earth. Uh, where else are you going to go? They needed another place where they hypothetically could go. And sure enough, the PGA is, ha- carries a big stick and has a lot of money. They're not letting these players go. Yeah. I, it- I talked to a couple, of the, a couple of the guys who were some of the money behind this yesterday. And they're not giving up the ghost just yet. They're still hoping they can find a way. But I I think it's going to be really hard to pry these guys away at this point. If you felt frustrated setting goals that you don't achieve, it might be because you're working towards a fast solution instead of creating substantial behaviors. Made Forward believes it's time to ditch the quick fixes for success and start playing the long game. Made For is a better way to create new habits that benefit your body and mind. Each month, you'll receive a kit with a 21-day challenge with one small action to do every day that you easily integrate into your normal routine. No apps, no screens, no devices required. These simple tasks shift your mindset and behavior slowly over time so you actually stick to your new habits long term. Made for uses neuroscience and positive psychology to support positive habits around gratitude, mental clarity, movement, and so much more. Focus on one theme each month to help you achieve your fullest, happiest life over the course of 10 months. It's the wellness program you only need to do once. See results that last a lifetime with Made For. Right now, Made For is offering our listeners 20% off your order with promo code MAYO. Payment is flexible, and this promotion applies whether you order an intro box or the full program. So go to getmadefor.com and take control of your well-being and use promo code MAYO for 20% off. That's getmadefor.com, promo code MAYO. With the, I guess, even the leverage coming from the outside, now they're going to be paying these people you know, $40 million in the bank for the biggest stars. Do you think, Nate, that this has facilitated the inclusion of gambling and the embracing of daily fantasy and gambling into golf where, if you told me three years ago that this was going to happen, that the PGA would be basically at the forefront of incorporating gambling into their product, I would have called you insane. Well, listen, it's why you're such a big star, buddy. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> the, look, the, the, the PGA has a totally unique 
situation in that in that there are so many more opportunities for in-round betting. You can bet on actual individuals. There's it's just a more compelling betting experience. And it's an incredible source of revenue uh, for a tour that is looking for ways to keep their stars. If you look at how much on course the best players in golf make relative to what the best players in almost any other sport make, it's it's kind of paltry. And so uh, as long as they can protect the sanctity of the game and we don't get the kind of crap that happens over in Europe where like Russian mobsters threaten, you know, guys playing the second round of the Prague Open or whatever to throw the match and it happens and suddenly they, you know, they make a ton of money off it. As long as they can manage the, the purity of the game, uh, this is exactly what it's all been driving towards. I mean, the, the rates, the, the, the media rights for watching golf aren't going up until they start rethinking how to present the sport. One way to do that is certainly to build a broader set of brands beyond that list of 10 guys that we just talked about. And Max Homa's done a good job, but he's done that all on his own. The tour hasn't helped him do that, right? So the question right. is, how do you make right. Homeless Hubs a brand name so that you know uh, people, the best way to do that is through gambling. And that helps build a bunch of brands. It also helps build, you know, day day in, day out, week in, week out, stability in the ratings. Yeah, I always I always thought uh, from my agency hat and, and and in the marketing space, what what business line are you actually? What do your consumers want from you, and what business are you actually in? And I think it's a little. Um, a little weak to just call sports sports and that's what people want. It's really a dopamine chase. It's that is what consumers mm. of sports want. And historically team and fandom, I think, and, and, you know, I, I get to see Jack Nicholas one day a week on CBS primetime, 80 million viewers. That was enough for people and some sort of rush, but but now the competitive space for professional sports is not just professional sports. It's Robinhood. It's mm -hmm. crypto. It's that's Coinbase. Right. There is, that's gambling's competition too. Yeah. I, I think the future of team sports, how they're configured, like I, I wear my team's jersey and I'm excited about it. I think that is going to be flipped on its head over the next 10 or 20 years because being local and just being excited about local is really not enough to support a friend. Now, I think that the sport will stay the same, but people are agnostic about who they root for as long as they win for my fantasy team. And that's the beauty of golf is that you can get a reset. And the Wall Street Journal did a great article on this. You can get a reset every week. You don't have to cheer for the same group team every week in golf. It's, it's a con construct of players. But, but don't get me wrong. That, that is the calculus by the PGA Tour that – they need this partnership with DraftKings and gambling in that they've got to keep that dopamine chase up because these young people, my kids, they, they could care less about sports. Um, they're young, but a lot of these younger, younger people are just like, can I buy uh, some Dogecoin today and make 40% off it? Right. And, and so how much, it's, how it's, much it's do a you wild think time is, right now. How much do you think this is – this sort of increase in spending. I mean, we've seen it on collectibles. We've seen it on gambling. How much of that do you think is attributed to the pandemic because people don't have anything to do and they're not spending money on other things? Do you think as we now start to open up uh, around the world, hopefully, that that this is gonna, we're going to see these trends just continue or are people going to start putting money back in their pockets and using it for things they did pre-pandemic? Well, I think it was a perfect storm. I think it was, I think it was pandemic meets uh, money printer from the US, trillions pumped in the economy, and then you've got the gamification of a Robinhood app and then Coinbit. Can you still hear me? I'm on, yep. it's unstable. No, no, no. You're, you're, I mean, you okay. are unstable. It's, I, think, it, I think it's just telling you that just as yeah. a personal trait. Oh, yeah. It said you are unstable. Never mind. That's <laughs> that should be a screen a screensaver on my desktop here. But, it, but the gamification of these apps uh, and then everything goes up for your people. I think people just assume that they're going to print money from their, their back deck at all times. Now, there will be some sort of realization that that's not the case probably pretty soon. It may be happening now. But I, I, think, I think it was all those things. 
And I think that um, I think a lot of the a lot of the industry influencers, uh, Dave Portnoy for one, who I think writes amazing content, very good content. I think people just assume that you can do nothing and get extraordinarily wealthy, and that's proven to be the case for a lot of people over the last twelve months. Well, I mean, how how how? Well, I was going to say off but but how much of it is? There are certain people cashing in on that because they use it like the pandemic. How does it go? How does this translate into it? Everyone's at home. And it seems like the haves who had the money to risk or invest in some of this stuff got in early, Mm -hmm. whether it be in crypto, whether it be in some of these stocks because they were on Reddit figuring things out. And they got extremely wealthy. But there's a whole collection of people that is much larger who also want to get rich quickly that don't know what they're doing, don't have the money to lose, but they're going to do that anyway. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that, I think that the, um, I think a lot of people got very fortunate enough this last year to really uh, become addicted to to these apps, um, much like we started to do back when when DraftKings really started to hit the uh, become very popular. I mean, it's something that you cannot not take your eye off of. I mean, I can't take my eye off now the price of Bitcoin every minute of every day of my life. And so um, I, I don't know. I mean, I think that I think that it's just that is the competitive landscape now for eyeballs in the future, which sports provided for such a long time. Me growing up, you know, you know, Pat, you know, this growing up in Toronto, being a Leafs fan. That's all it took when I was, you know, 10, 12, 13 years old, just supporting your team. And I just think that that's changing now. And the reconciliation of that with PGA and, you know, DraftKings was, was a very astute move by yeah. the tour. Yeah. The good news is, like, you don't – when you think about betting on golf, you haven't missed the train. There's a lot of people right now who I think look at some of the crypto stuff and go, shit, I'm, I'm too late, right? I totally. missed out. I missed out on my chance, and now i got to wait for a bubble to burst to jump in. Every single week is another, every single round is another opportunity to jump in and, and you're starting from zero and you've got a chance to do it. And so it pretty, pretty, uh, I, I think it bodes very, very well for golf going forward. Um, and, and certainly, you know, the revenue that we're going to see coming in. The, the biggest chasm, yeah, Nate, I suggest, uh, oh, go ahead. Wiley. There wasn't, there was that article in the Wall Street Journal, which, which was just hit that on the head. It's a, the, the state of gaming and golf and the sport of golf is getting ready to explode for that reason alone. And uh, I think that there, it also takes a lot of thought and process gambling on golf and understanding the game. And uh, you know, it's a lot of brain power sometimes or not a lot of stable people like me. Exactly. But with the, uh, the hardest thing right now is the acquisition of customers for this stuff and telling people how to, like, how does my dad figure out how to download an app and put on money and yeah. bet on golf if he wanted to? How do you convince rich guy at the country club who's 65 years old who would bet on golf but has no idea how to do that? Is there any way that – and I think that coverage can really help with this, but it's not going to be Jim Nance telling you on the CBS broadcast. There needs to be a way where it feels relatively authentic, I think, and that's been the biggest problem – from what I've seen content-wise with all sports right now, is that these gambling companies are getting in, these announcers who don't seem to know anything about gambling are now forced to talk about it, and it comes off really inauthentic to people who already gamble on it, and it comes off as confusing for people who don't know anything about it. Yeah, and that's why I think a lot of the way that this stuff gets covered is going to have to change and change soon. And Again, Pat, it's why it's why it's why you're you're in everybody's face on the Internet at this point, because you have a way of being able to talk about this that connects with people. I think it starts with educating people about the metrics so that people feel like they know something about the the inputs to their own personal model around who to bet on. And then it's incumbent or incumbent on those, um, you know, on those services, DraftKings and the like to make the new user experience really easy. Right now, a lot of those apps, it's confusing as hell. Like, how do I find the right competition? What am I actually betting? So I, I think the, 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 it's a software and design problem as much as anything, but it's gonna have to start with the coverage getting smarter. 
Well, I, I know, Wiley, you've yeah. talked about this a bunch, about the authenticity when it comes to branding. Like, I, I know Feinberg ra rails against Justin Rose for being a phony all the time. I keep coming back to that. But, like, you seem to have the ability to sniff out phonies pretty easily. Well, I just think that there's some... Either you are born someone who wants to gamble or you're not. It's, and, I, and I believe some of the content of the broadcast believes they can convert people to get into betting. You, you either are that mentality or there isn't, or you're not, in my opinion. I mean, you may dabble in it one time, but there is no, there's no, there's not a dollar on earth that my wife would spend gambling on anything. There's nothing you could do to ever convince her of that. And I think that a lot of the, the content now, and it's early, get, don't get me wrong, and they've done a great job at trying to figure this out and integrate it, but people, don't, people who are betting don't necessarily want to talk about or listen to people who, who you know don't bet talk about their bets. And I remember one, one broadcast recently, and I, I, won't, I, don't, I forget who the person was, but they put her on the spot and they said, who do you like in this three-ball match between A, B, and C? And she said, I like all three. <laughs> and so you, in, in, from a betting perspective, so it was um, what, what the content will eventually get to because the PGA is, is, is run by smart people is what they did at the PGA, so the Players' Championship. Hole by hole coverage, not necessarily needing broadcasters where you just see the players in their element shot by shot. So you can switch back and forth to the people that you have risk in and see how they're doing. And I thought it was, they just did live mics. You saw Louis Oosthuizen eating a sandwich in between shots. You got to really see uh, the course uh, up close. I thought it was incredible. Uh, and I think they're going to see more of that. To me, that was really successful. I don't know if Nate saw that or not, but I think it was great. Yeah. Drop out the guys saying things that we already know and just give us data in real time. <laughs> Because again, the fun thing about golf is there's yeah. enough space in between each shot that there's an opportunity for really like in-hole betting. And, and I do think that really, really soon through some of the streaming platforms, you're just going to have a telecast that is as if you were out on the course watching the players that you want, like you said, the ones you have risk in or the ones you're interested in maybe taking some risk on uh, as the round progresses and then data to help you think through the choices that you're going to make with your own money. The issue with a lot of the coverage, and I've been a huge proponent of seeing every shot, especially if I'm going to be betting on something and you know I want to sweat Sam Ryder's final round when there are clearly no cameras around Sam Ryder whatsoever, but I have him as in a head-to-head -head against whoever it might be, against Vaughn Taylor that day. They were the first yeah. guys out on the course on a Sunday. They are out of contention. Why would you ever show them on a broadcast? But I have money on it. I want to be able yeah. to sweat and pay attention to what's going on, but the cost... Like when you do it at TPC Sawgrass and you have all the infrastructure of the PGA around it, that feels like one thing and it feels like the PGA kind of given a flex after the Masters was able to do it so well. But that's also the same course every single year. It has a limited number of players in the field uh, and they know where you can get the cameras at and get the right shots. And they have been just through IBM and the app that they designed, you were able to get it in real time so quickly just on the app itself that you know when you go the next week to the Heritage, Unless gambling is along for the ride and paying for all this, I just don't see how that could be sustainable. Well, what the heck was that press release about their partnership with AWS about anyway? I mean, I think what they said in that was that they were going to offer shot by shot. Now, they, they, they were uh, conveniently uh, vague about when they were going to off start offering that outside of the players, but they definitely have the infrastructure to do it. And to your point, uh, the, the technology is now there. Now they just have to make sure that there's a revenue stream to cover the added camera guys. And that's exactly what gambling is. Like, what are we doing here? The, the, the dollars and cents make, make sense. I, I want to see the Hartford Open that, you know, only us will be watching. <laughs> I want to see every mm -hmm. shot of, of Sebastian Kaplan, especially if he keeps playing this way that he's playing with my brother right now. <laughs> the other big thing, too, yeah, is that like, not under, man. Oh, they're, they're, I know. Here we go. Yeah, um, they they finished at nine. Yeah. Well, this, tomorrow's this, alternate yeah. shot. It's going to all fall apart tomorrow. But it was fun while it lasted, guys. Thanks. <laughs> well, if people uh, do want to know, this is timestamp to uh, the. 
partway through round one of the Zurich Classic. I don't know when you're watching this or listening to this, but that's when oh. this is happening. Uh, so the, the the problem is with no. a lot. The problem is with a lot of this like extra camera stuff is like I've always wanted to host the green zone, almost like the red zone, where yeah, you know, like the cut is a narrative every single week that the Golf Channel just doesn't take advantage of whatsoever. Like there's real there's. It's not even forced drama. There is real drama with that. And you spoke earlier no about how do these guys that aren't always on the leaderboard, how do they get seen? Well, that's a way they can get seen. And just, I don't mm. know if you've ever talked to your brother about it, but like how much more famous is he now that people play DraftKings? Yeah, a, a ton more. I, and he's also done some dumb stuff on the course, like, <laughs> the, you know, the, the snail, the snail, <laughs> the snail. But like, you know, he got engaged on the 18th green at Pebble and like, you know, he, he sometimes does dumb stuff on Twitter and you know all that. So he, he's got a little bit of a cult following. That's great. But you just nailed it. Like less than a third of the guys who have the 36 hole lead go on to win on the PGA Tour. It's, it's now in the 20 percent. So what are we who cares? I mean, show the good shots. Great. But what's really amazing is seeing a guy in a knife fight for a check to bring home to his family so he can pay for dinner. You know, not everybody's Adam Scott with the jet, right? Some of these guys are, are just are just clawing their right. way to try to make a decent living. And it's really fascinating, intense stuff that the the telecast right now just completely misses. I mean, there guys standing over eleven foot putts, six foot putts, whatever it is, that usually they've got a decent chance to make. But you know, if they miss it, they go home without any money. It really matters and, and it can be fun. And usually it's not DJ putting for, for, you know, uh, to, to make the cut like he was at the masters or whatever. Usually it's some of these other guys. And, and so there's a nice confluence of trying to build the brands of some of the guys further down the roster so that heaven forbid DJ doesn't play or Bryson decommits. You've still got a pool of people that fans recognize and care about watching. Cause they've seen them in some of these situations do the stupid ass snail or, you know, make a clutch putt to get paid. Even if they go on to finish 52nd, like really talk about, it. this is potentially a $25,000 putt. This is a, you know, $45,000 putt, whatever it is. To, to that point, the most compelling tournament in a while was the Costa Rica tournament that Joel Damon won. Because we've been watching him for years, uh, just grind away week after week, and he finally yep. put it together and he won in Costa Rica. And because you knew, you knew how much that meant. You knew how hard it is to grind on the tour and how expensive it is, especially, you know, also for your caddy and just everyone around you. And winning begets, winning begets more winning because you have more money, you have access to, you know, more fame and coaching schedule and that 40 million pool now. Um, so, and it's, and yeah. it's, and, and I, I think that the TV model is still in its 1980s template yeah. in that let's just follow the most popular group let's explain to you what's everything that's happening even though we know um mind you i mean a lot of them i uh, some people are critical of the of the live broadcast crew i think a lot of them do a great job yeah i agree but there's there's a lot of things we already know you don't need a broadcast crew in every hole telling you what the players are doing necessarily um but that 80s template that 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 classic follow the leader template doesn't really apply anymore because because guys like Hubbard or guys like Homa who you would have never known 30 years ago now you know all of them their bio all of yeah. them because of DraftKings you know yeah. what they look like you know where they're from you know where they're born you know what they've done the last 10 tournaments and yeah. that's the difference yeah and, and so and I agree go ahead no, I was going to say, and, and the broadcast should start telling some of their stories beyond the bios, right? I mean, you, you, you just made a great point, which is that Joel Damon's story is unbelievable. Like, the guy's a cancer survivor. He's lost parents, family members to cancer. Like, he, he's aligned himself with, with all these causes. He raises tons of money. He's an inspiration to a lot of kids who, who, who get sick. Uh, he and his wife have just been in it from the get-go. And, and as you said, he and Gino, Gino is caddy, like they grew up together. There's a great story there that you can't help but root for. It could be a film script. Like I, the job of the telecast is to flesh out even beyond that bio and start telling the stories of some of these guys to keep us really interested in, in, in rooting even beyond the financial interest. We get these cutaways. I mean, to be honest, that's how, we, that's how we learned more about your brother, honestly. I mean, yeah. you know, he... we. He was a birdie maker. We love guys who can 
make clutch putts. He's a good putter and he was a yeah. character. Yeah. And, and so, that, so a lot of the storylines like Damon, we've just, as a, as a community of people who have an interest in golf and fantasy sports and gambling, just figured it out. Yeah. And, uh, and so, yeah, I agree. I think there should be more narrative around that. And, they, and again, that would help with their own brand building. Yeah. It, it should be easier to do that. You're right. Mark's also good at dumping it in the front right bunker from the middle of the fairway. That's another <laughs> expertise he has. The bounce back bogey. He's terrific at Bounce back, bogey. Your uh, brother, your poor brother's. Bur- <laughs> Mark, I will be a much better brother to you if you want to no, adopt me. Listen, he's the best. Today. He, he's he's the best. We got to keep him. We got to keep him humble. Uh, totally. We're all trying to eat better, but healthy breakfast doesn't have to be boring. Magic Spoon has amazing flavors you love, but without all the bad stuff. Zero grams of sugar, 13, 14 grams of protein, only four net grams of carbs in each serving, only 140 calories per serving, too. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. And we've got exciting news. Magic Spoon has released a super delicious new flavor, birthday cake. Birthday Cake Magic Spoon will be available in a special five-pack for a limited time only. So get it while you can. Or just build your own box. Available flavors include coca, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, and cinnamon. I would just get all of the fruity kind. I love the fruity Magic Spoon. It's great. And if you're listening from Canada, where I am, Magic Spoon now ships there as well. So go to magicspoon.com slash mayo to grab the new limited edition birthday cake or a custom bundle of cereal to try today. And be sure to use our code, promo code mayo, at checkout to save $5 off your order. This offer is now good anywhere in the U.S. or Canada, but only when you use our code at checkout. And Magic Spoon's so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash mayo and use code mayo, that's M-A-Y-O, to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. One of the worst things about getting older is well responsibility is the absolute single worst thing about getting older but a close second is having a few adult beverages maybe going a bit late into the night then the next morning not great so toast before you drink gummies are delicious candy quality gummy bears except unlike other gummies these gummies are designed to restore key nutrients and support your liver so you can celebrate and still feel great before you drink gummies taste great toast partnered with a premier american candy maker to make them and it shows because these gummies are as tasty as they are effective before you drink gummies are based on the latest science empowered by natural ingredients like milk thistle and matcha green tea toast partnered with dr yoris verster the founder of the alcohol hangover research group and longtime clinical researcher to develop their proprietary formula using only the best science-backed ingredients Before you drink gummies or the gummy bear snack that's got your back, every order ships free, and if you don't love them, they'll refund you, no questions asked. So before you go for your next round of golf with the guys or have a few beers while watching the game, go to alwaystoast.com, alwaystoast.com, and use promo code MAYO for 20% off. Wiley, you had, uh, I mean, you've been around, was it the Barbasol that's near you? Yeah. And like, what do you, cause that's yeah. an alternate event. Uh, you don't get the huge star power, but there's a lot of community ties that go into putting on an event like that. Obviously it didn't happen in 2020, but like, what do you see from seeing the players there, seeing the organization there that what's something that could like lift up that event? Do you think besides just local sponsorship, like wouldn't influx of gambling money to that event potentially just make, instead of it having Barbasol as a sponsor, I've always said, why isn't there a DraftKings open? And instead of having Stableford scoring, you just have DraftKings scoring. Yeah, well, I think that, you know, years ago with DraftKings and us, and we talked about it too, we wanted to have a presence there at the Barbasol. And the Barbasol organizers, not the Barbasol themselves, but the people who put on these tournaments week to week, they want it, man, because you get their thing is they've got to sell foot traffic. They got to get foot traffic to these courses. That's how they make their money sponsorships and people and bodies. They pay a fortune. 
they risk a fortune if they don't. The, the, you know, TV gets their money, golfers get their money. Um, so I think that the integration, you know, I think there's a gambling something with DraftKings in, in Phoenix or is it Arizona? Yeah, now they're, yeah they're, the exactly. They're opening a, a book, like a sports book mm-hmm. right there. It's going to be wild as hell. They, they should do yep. that at every course. You, you nailed it. But I tell, and they, and the, the organizers would absolutely salivate over it. And I, th- I think that's going to happen, but imagine a huge DraftKings tent. DraftKings yeah. gets to have uh, recruitment of people maybe new to fantasy sports. Uh, you get live hosts. It's an entertainment. It's, a, it's an environment. Um, the other thing too is, and this is just, this is just my um, forecasting about what I think is going to happen with live content. I really believe that that these fantasy, these large fantasy companies like a DraftKings will eventually get into broadcasting in the live space. No doubt. Why, why should they put up the money to networks necessarily and say, we'll just sponsor it? They're the, they're the show, man. Um, and so I don't think it's around the corner necessarily, but I think, I think that the content space for like a DraftKings company is so wide open. Yeah. It feels like we're going to see some convergence of these companies. I mean, it's hard 100%. to believe that ESPN is going to be sitting at Disney for much longer. It's, you know, you think about other companies in the ticketing space, companies in the sports merchandising, sports licensing, the collectible business. Like there's going to be some convergence here just because it's about customer acquisition, right? Mm-hmm. I have to spend lots of money ads or can I tie balls that are, you know, watching the Pat Mayo experience and funnel them into some more transactions, whether that's gambling or, or anything else? So we're going to see a cool convergence. And to your point, I think it is going to be driven by the by the the sports betting companies. The question is, how many of them are we going to see? Because there's a lot of people who are thinking about this. There's certainly some clear leaders, DraftKings being one of them, to to be sure. I, we we're not sure yet exactly how many can actually exist in the market, are we? Well, it's funny. Like I, I look at like your your past bio. Rivals, Twitter, Ticketmaster. Like those three places in particular seem like they would have a perfect convergence for getting into broadcasting golf and then selling things off of it, wouldn't they? Yeah, I mean, I think that's probably right. Uh, that that's that's part of my interest in in doing the pod, right? Is just to see how these things are coming together. But I do think it's going to start with content, and, and as 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 you guys just sort of wisely intimated, the the broadcast itself is going to have to change to meet the new segment of fans who are going to be consuming this content because they're not just sitting there rooting for DJ to win the tournament. They're going to be rooting for their own financial interests in the same way that they watch the stock tickers during the day. Analytics team, Wiley, or marketing team? Better investment for a golfer right now. Uh, Analytics or marketing? Um... Bryson's really doing both, isn't he? He really uh, seems. Do to. they? Is it? Do they? Do they have to be separate and distinct? That's a tough question. Um, I, I, I don't think. I don't think you can be a powerhouse brand, like Nate said it said it well, because you have to have camera time on the course. Without yeah. being a a guy who wins, you know, pretty often. Um. And Ricky's the probably the best example of that. So I, 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 but I'm, you know, I do believe that DraftKings and Bryson is now a DraftKings, a sponsor by DraftKings. I do think that DraftKings allows exposure to everyone, so that you're not just left in the dark and you don't know who the person is when they first come on TV. Now, does it mean you have to be an aloof character? I don't think that. I don't think that ties well with golf. I don't think that's what people are looking for. Yeah. Um, Jim Herman's never going to crack the top 10 of that, uh, <laughs> the bonus pool, I don't think. Well, I mean, what's Trump <laughs> right. up to? What's Trump up to these days? Couldn't he caddy for his buddy Jim Herman? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> potentially. That would probably drive some metrics. <laughs> um, I don't think he can walk. I don't think he can walk 18. <laughs> no. But the, yeah, so I think that, I think that going forward, um, but I, I, like, I think Hubbard's one of them. Uh, Max Homa's another one. You know, Max really gets it. He gets how this audience, how he can leverage this audience and this and the industry people who are actually watching, because that was the, you know, I had debates with people at, 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 at a network just to say, who, who do you really think is watching the Sanderson farms? 
four days. So, I mean, you, you've got great numbers. Who, who are they watching? Do you think they're watching for the fandom of it, potentially? Are they watching because they want to watch a certain player? I said, man, that's us. It's just like four or five years ago, Pat, remember? I mean, that's us. We're the ones watching it, um, you know, wire to wire. So, yeah. Well, I said well, you, you and I, you and I talked like you said, like four or five years ago. It was right when basically DraftKings golf started taking off a bit, and then there was that report that came out that all of a sudden, like Thursday and Friday, golf channel coverage was both skewing younger demographically, and the ratings were going <laughs> up, and they couldn't figure out why. It's like, no, we can tell you why, but no one wanted to believe yeah. us. They had two yeah. answers. They love Ricky Fowler and Tiger. I said, well, Tiger's not playing, so let's put- <laughs> yeah. It, it does still come down to playing well on the course. I mean, my dad gets pissed off all the time. Mark gets a first round lead and they don't interview him. And he's like, why can't he, you know, come on, why aren't they interviewing him? And I'm like, dad, if he plays better, they're going to interview him. Like, and so I do think to your point, it starts with good golf mm-hmm. and there's only a handful of guys who are going to be able to sort of boost their brands from the middle I do think it helps to have that marketing team, but y- you start from how do I do my best on this golf course? Cause you know, good play is, is the, is the upstream waterfall that then, you know, fuels all the downstream stuff that these golfers can, can take home. Last thing in terms of the every shot coverage, if this was actually going to come to fruition, Nate, I'll start with you on this one. Networks and places, by and large, seem very unwilling to deteriorate the broadcast in terms of what people would actually want to see. And by that, I mean, if I'm tuning in to watch, let's say, Louis eat a sandwich uh, on a mounted camera on the 18th hole, do you need a cameraman for each one of these places? Could you stake out a place that has a robocam for each of these holes and you just put three of those in and maybe a bird's eye view shot of the greens? It's not going to look 4K that you can watch on your TV and you're like, oh my God, look at the majesty of the course. But that's not why people are tuning in to that specific broadcast. It seems like the networks, by and large, are very unwilling to... I mean, the Outlaw Tour basically strapped a fucking iPhone to someone and people watched yeah. it, like on Twitch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, th- this is what drone cameras were invented for. I mean, it's not hard to translate some of this technology to track an individual golfer. Now, you know, I say that and then in two years, somebody's going to knock one out of the sky with, a, with an eight iron. But I, I, I do think uh, technology is available to uh, remotely and without a human being track these people it, it's not expensive tech and it's time to implement it, it the, the, the networks just have to catch up to it make the investment and it's a hard time to be making investments if you're if you're live tv as you know we've seen in the last year the ratings across all of live sports have plummeted I, I, the tour needs to really really push in their negotiations to get these people to make these investments because the technology's there what do you see Wiley? yeah i i didn't i didn't like the the one attempt when they had the caddies wearing the gopros that, that the, the point of view stuff really kind of made me nauseous. It was just too uh, jerky. Was, yeah. So um, I get that. I mean, what I did like about the Players' Championship is that you saw so much more of the course and you saw so much more because that's what you need to pick up on when you're gambling and doing fantasy. You need to, you need to learn more about the player, their mannerisms, their, their, their state of mind, how they look, how they feel, how they feel comfortable. And so just looking at the players when they're, just in a different moment between shots is somewhat interesting with just bird sounds. So you don't need a, you don't need a whole live crew telling me what to do. Um, the other thing I really liked was, and this was maybe just a, a minor, a minor pickup by me because, you know, I, I just, I just, I just noticed these things sometimes was the off camera shots at the masters. It was in a, it was in a, I think a, probably a slower frame rate, almost with theatric frame rate. Um, with, with, with the players coming to the course, I just thought it added a really cool theatrical element to the show. I don't know if it was a, if it was a follow cam or a steady cam or someone just following these players around, but I thought that really added a really cool theatrical element and just a design element to, uh, to the broadcast. And I hope they bring that back. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, that's, that's the, it's going to be a very big, uh, interesting challenge for content. And I really do believe that you know, some of these big fantasy companies and DraftKings, you want to talk about Bitcoin having a network effect. I think DraftKings has got that with their brand uh, in terms of how powerful 
uh, their presence is and their label is in fantasy right now. I really believe that they're going to be part of the live content uh, theater over the next, you know, five to 10 years. It would be my guess that DraftKings wouldn't get into the live rights space. I think they tried this with like Argentinian basketball a few years ago where you could watch it like through the DK app if you wanted to, or it would probably be implemented through the DK Sportsbook app or even the fantasy app where, hey, you can kind of line up your guys golf-wise. Like here's your team of six or here are the three guys that you've bet on this week. And just you have a pop-out window that will show you the guys if you want to do that. Maybe they saw a subscription service that – I mean, if you're betting on their app, they probably wouldn't sell you a subscription service. But it's probably something you could buy even if you didn't want to bet at the same time Mm -hmm. to go through the app. That's how they get people on their app. That's how they get people betting. That's where they're making their real money. But I think you need to see the top states fall in terms of legalized gambling before any of that is possible. Until California falls and Texas falls and New York falls and Florida falls and you can actually do this stuff in those states, I think it's going to be pretty difficult. Yeah. And New York has fallen. So I, I think that the thing about the pandemic is it's just created all these shortages of revenue at the local and municipal level. And, and th- those laws are going to be passed much faster than they possibly could have been mm-hmm. pre-pandemic. It's coming. Yep. All right. That'll do it, fellas. Thank you for joining me on a golf business talk. This is a huge deviation for me yelling at my friends normally on this show. So thank you both for joining. Matthew Wiley. Hey, hey Pat, can I... Hey, Pat, can I say one thing before you, before you close you, off? You go for it, man. Here's what I th- think we should do. I think we should say that this was filmed before the Masters, and I want to say I like Hideki Matsuyama. <laughs> yeah, and, <laughs> as, as someone who uh, lost a lot of money on the Masters, I don't think anyone's going to buy that. <laughs> hey, who do you like at the Masters? You know, Hideki is a great pick from my perspective. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm also going to bet on DJ to miss the cut. Yeah, you can parlay that with do that. parlay that with Rory to miss the cut and Berger to miss the cut, and you're a millionaire. <laughs> Sharp. Uh, Sorry, why, Pat. Do your phone. I was gonna say, tell everyone where they can sub to the podcast and where they can find you. Oh, it's uh, follow me on Twitter at Wiley seventy seven. I just followed uh, Nate on Twitter, and uh, I have a Golflandia podcast. It's Golflandia. You know where to find me every Monday night. Not this week. No, I mean, it's the Zurich. You can't do content for the Zurich. Oh, please. Trust me, you can. It's tough. It's not good. Okay. <laughs> it's not. It's tough. Nathan Hubbard, co-host of the Fairway Rolling Podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. Give him the spiel, because you are everywhere. Uh, and you got your hands in many things, and some of it's just walking the ropes of the course. Yeah, no, uh, Nathan C. Hubbard at Twitter and, and uh, Fairway Rolling through the, through the Ringer podcast uh, every single week. We do make content for Zurich and, and beyond. Okay, go check it out. Download it wherever. I mean, you're probably familiar with the Ringer, so you could probably find that pretty easily. For me, though, you don't know. I'm Pat Mayo. You can follow me at the PME. Sub to the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast. Become a member at FantasyNational.com, by the way, if you're interested in golf stats. FantasyNational.com slash Mayo will get you. 20% off, by the way. So I highly suggest that you go do that. Sub to the network, smash the like, do all that fun stuff to create the engagement which attracts the people so we pop up in searches just like Justin Rose and his analytics team online. Thank you all for watching. I'll see you next time. Experience! Experience!